If you've ever had calf cramps, whether it's during a race, a speed workout, or in the middle of the night like a Charlie horse, you understand how it can severely affect your performance. Today, we're going to talk about why the calf cramps come on, things that you can do to prevent them, and what you should be doing outside of running for them. So let's dive in. Welcome to Rehab for Runners, the podcast for runners who are ready to get out of pain and run with more confidence. Dr. Lisa will guide you with the clarity you need to unleash your potential with tools, practical tips, and exercises so you can enjoy your runs and exceed your goals. Welcome back to Rehab for Runners. I'm Dr. Lisa, and we are officially in race season. Even if you aren't racing, it's hard to not be inspired, and I'll never understand how the elites run so fast for so long. It's truly amazing. I apologize in the background. They are paving the road in front of my house, and let's just say they're being a little loud, but that's okay. We're going to continue on. With race season comes cramps. I mean, let's face it, with race season comes a lot of things, but it can cause some cramps because you're increasing your mileage, you're increasing your speed. You also start, like, especially if you're doing a fall race, you start training in the summer, which means hot weather and you're a little bit sweatier, which can cause cramps. So let's clear up some myths about cramps because not all cramps are from dehydration or lack of electrolytes. The research does say that majority of cramps, whether it's a hamstring cramp, a side stitch like in your abdomen or in your calf, a lot of the cramps can be from dehydration or what they called fluid electrolyte imbalance. But I've seen a couple other reasons for cramps. And that's what I really want to talk about today. Two of the other reasons that I've seen with my clients are muscle weakness and poor breathing. With poor breathing, I will say like a poor breathing habit, or maybe you're using your accessory breathing muscles, like you're shrugging with your shoulders when you're breathing versus it coming from your diaphragm. Or if you're just not exchanging oxygen as well as you should, then you're going to have poor oxygen exchange throughout the rest of your body. Now, usually with a poor breathing pattern, I will see more so an increase in side stitches or like side cramps versus cramps at the calf. But it is just something to consider because if your breathing and respiratory rate are high, it is going to be really hard for you to decrease your heart rate and it is going to be really hard for your body to exchange oxygen. So just something to consider. But one of the other main reasons besides lack of electrolytes or dehydration is that muscle weakness. I think this is something that's just not taken as seriously as it should because majority of runners that cramp in their calf or anywhere else in their body just assume that they just need to drink some more water or maybe get in more electrolytes. But that's not always the case. 
And with a calf cramp, it usually comes down to having weaker calves if the calf cramp is from muscle weakness. So we're talking specifically about the calves. Now, not all runners have strong calves. And I think this is something that runners just assume they have strong calves because they run. And why would they not have strong calves? Because they're using their calves with every stride. However, when we're running, we're focusing on that calf is contracting in an endurance way because it has to maintain that contraction for a long period of time. So more so the slow twitch muscle fibers, unless you are performing a sprint, but let's just say like a long run or a race, then it's more so the slow twitch muscle fibers. So you need to be able to have that calf strength. I remember specifically a client who I saw recently, she would fall over when her calves would cramp. I mean, it was to the point where she literally could not walk. And I remember having her do, you know, I took her through a full assessment. I had her do double leg heel raises and single leg heel raises just to see if I could bring on the pain or the sensation right before she would fall over just to recreate it. And when I tested her, she could only perform five double leg heel raises without that burning or fatigue sensation in her calves. And when I asked her to do single leg heel raises, she could perform two before that fatigue and burning sensation happened in her calves. And just as a note, ideally runners are able to do 20 single leg heel raises without stopping or without fatigue. Now, if you cannot perform 20 single leg heel raises, like you bring your heel all the way up and the weight is on the ball of your foot and your toes all the way down with control, probably a good sign you need to strengthen your calves. Now, I know a lot of runners cannot do this and just know like you're not going to hurt anything by strengthening your calves. So you might as well strengthen your calves even if you don't cramp because it's good to have strong calves when you're running. But I will say that if you do have weak calves, it could be a cause of your calf cramping because specifically when you're doing an activity for a long period of time, just how I preach that tightness of a muscle can come from weakness over time. If you continue to do that activity, it can tighten up to the point where there is a cramp. So that's just one reason. It might not be all from that electrolyte imbalance. It could be from weakness. So my homework for you is to try 20 single leg heel raises. You can hold on to something if you need to. Just don't push down on it and cheat. But you can hold on to something for balance. And let me know how that goes. If you don't hit 20, then that's a good sign. You need to work on that single leg heel raise to strengthen your calves. Now, if you're like, okay, Lisa, I can do 20 single leg heel raises, like a little bit of fatigue at the end, but I can knock them out, then we should look more into your electrolytes and potentially the cause of the calf cramps could be that electrolyte imbalance. So basically what's happening with an electrolyte imbalance is you're not getting enough electrolytes because you're sweating them out, especially if it's a hot run or you're a salty sweater. So one way that you can do this, I know there's a company you can, I guess, put like a patch on your arm and it will, you'll go for a run and it will measure how much salt you sweat out during a run. I know a lot of runners are, you know, salty sweaters. You'll see on a hat, like the white line on someone's hat, especially if it's like a darker hat, then that just means like it's salt buildup from them sweating. And 
it could just be that you're a salty sweater, which means you have to pay way more attention to your electrolyte intake when you're running, before you're running, and after you're running. Now, ideally, your electrolytes should, just like when you're carbo-loading, you're not just carbo-loading the day before. Hopefully, you're trying to work up the amount of carbs and increase the amount of carbs that you're taking in days before the run versus just the day before the run. And that's really when you should start increasing your electrolyte intake. So using electrolytes like liquid IV, noon, coconut water, um, Gatorade, any sort of like hydration drink like Powerade even would be good. But you're starting this process days before your run. Even if it's not a race, you're starting it days before your long run or days before a really hot run. So you're slowly increasing the amount of sodium and potassium that you're taking in, not just while you're running. I personally drink liquid IV, like a packet of liquid IV before my long runs. So if my long run starts at 7 a.m. and I have to drive like 10 minutes to get there, I'll wake up at 5.30. I will immediately pour water and that liquid IV packet into a drink and I will drink half of it and then I'll drink the other half like right before I leave my house. So I find that works really well for me. Just trying to get in some electrolytes before you run. There's nothing wrong with water, but if you know it's going to be a long run, you know you're going to be sweating a lot, it might not be a bad idea to try to take in some electrolytes pre-run or morning of the run. Another good thing to note is if you're running during like a long period of time, a race, long run when it's hot, then you need to be taking in fluid with sodium. So you're sweating out sodium, you need to take in sodium. This might look like if you're used to drinking water, maybe you're mixing in some noon or some Gatorade or some Tailwind throughout your run just to replenish the sodium. Because any sort of electrolyte imbalance, it doesn't take much for an electrolyte imbalance to happen and your calf to cramp. As you may know, if you've experienced this, it can come out of nowhere. It can come on anytime and it's very painful and unfortunate. So we want to prevent that. So ideally you're taking in some sort of hydration during your run. I know on the course for the Richmond Marathon coming up, there's noon. So I've been practicing with noon and a little bit of Gatorade endurance as well, because that has some carbs in it. So I know Tailwind's good as well. If you're racing, you also want to see what's on your course so you can practice just like you're going to perform on race day. One other thing that has helped me a lot is salt sticks. Now, if you're taking in sodium when you're drinking, you can also add these on top of what you're drinking and you're eating, but just play around with it. So salt sticks are basically, they're not sticks actually. I don't know why they're named. It should just be called like salt tablets, but they're basically two or not two. It's basically like a pack of little tablets that you chew and it automatically puts electrolytes into your body, which sounds amazing because it is amazing. And it works pretty instantly, which is very nice. I know when I have hit a wall in my running, I pop two of them in, take some fuel and I'm like fresh, good to go. So I really recommend the brand Salt Sticks. I'll link them below. And 
I'm finding that if it's like a hotter run or like a race day, I will take two salt sticks every 45 minutes. And that's pretty much with my fuel. It's pretty much at a water stop. So it's kind of like pop two in, take your fuel, drink your water, keep going. So if you're finding that you're cramping, it might not be a bad idea to try these salt sticks. You can also take two before you run if you want to. But your hydration and your electrolyte intake does not stop once you cross the finish line. Unless you want to really put yourself in a situation where you could have a Charlie horse, which is the worst thing in the world in the middle of the night, and your calf cramps up, and you just want to like punch it out of your calf and eventually it calms down, but it's not fun. So we want to prevent that. And it will also help prevent DOMS or delayed onset muscle soreness by increasing the amount of electrolytes that you're taking post run. So when they give you a banana after the race, eat it, (laughs) eat it. Don't think about it. Just eat it because that's going to have a lot of potassium in it. You also want to take in some noon that has some sodium in it or some coconut water is really good. It doesn't have as much sodium as I wish it did, but it does have a lot of potassium. So you could always do the famous mocktail that I like to make. It's a concoction of a noon tablet and coconut water. I love it but I also love salty drinks and I think it's just perfect because it has a perfect amount of sodium and potassium. So basically I pour a coconut water bottle into a glass and then I drop a noon tablet in it, wait for it to dissolve and then I drink it. Some people hate it. Some people love it. Let me know what you think, but I will say it works wonders. So even if you don't like it, you're going to be replenishing your sodium and potassium. All right, moving on to compression sleeves because these are popular or compression socks. These are popular, but let's talk about if they work. So they can help prevent calf cramps. And the whole idea is it has a certain amount of pressure because as you may know, they feel a little tight on your foot or your calf. So it has a certain amount of pressure that helps to basically increase the blood flow of that muscle. Think about if you maybe you've had a blood clot before in your calf or after surgery, you're given these compression socks or you're given these compression boots that basically inflate and deflate to help increase the blood flow to prevent blood clots. It's the same idea. You're increasing the blood flow to prevent muscle that muscle from tightening up and cramping. But note, it is not fixing the cause of the pain. I already said the cause of the pain could be electrolyte imbalance. It could be muscle weakness. It could be poor oxygen in the calf. But the compression sleeve is not fixing it, but it could help it. As long as you're okay with wearing it and maybe you are like, I know a calf cramp is going to come on. happens every time I run in this race. Then it might be a good idea to try them. I like to use the brand Tiux, T-I-U-X. I will link that below. And I actually like this compression sleeves versus the socks. The sleeves basically start right above your ankle bone and go to right below your knee versus the socks. It's like the entire sock. I find the sleeves are easier to put on. I also find that I just like to wear socks with a little bit more cushion that help prevent blisters. And I just, I don't know, I blister easily. So I'm like, the socks aren't doing it for me. 
All right, that concludes this episode. I hope that you apply these tips. Let me know how those single leg heel raises go and get your hands on some salt sticks. Even if you don't cramp, it can really help your run, especially towards the end of a long run. So I do recommend them. And if you have 10 seconds to spare and you enjoyed this episode, please rate it. I would really appreciate it. And I will see you next time. Bye.